Welcome to Kitchen Table Conversations, a series of short and shareable conversation starters for those of us who have or love and support people with a complicated and beautiful brain. Here's your host, Angela Geddes. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Kitchen Table Conversations. My name is Angela, and I'm just so happy that you've decided to share some time with me today. Today, I'd like to talk a little bit about stigma and mental health and complex conditions that I see in my practice on a daily basis, and I see people struggle, and I think sometimes we struggle in silence, and um, I see this so often, even within my own circle um, of family and friends, where people really think that counseling or therapy services is only beneficial for people or only an option for people who who have some sort of mental illness and there remains this stigma and a lot of confusion around what actually therapy is and what the purpose of it is and how helpful it can be to prevent things from really going in difficult places so my practice we see you know, I was just talking to somebody yesterday who was asking questions about the previous people that I had supported. And, you know, do you do this activity with this person? Or do you do this kind of thing with somebody else? And how old was the person who was in here before me? And um, this person that I was just talking to was only 15. And he was very surprised to see that I was actually supporting somebody who was 65. Um, And also very surprised to know that my youngest little person at this point in time is five and my oldest person that I support at this point in time is 75. So counseling and support services and having somebody on your side to help discuss everyday circumstances that can be distressing at times And then also talking about, you know, chemical imbalances and, you know, whether or not people require medication and medical treatment for um, depression or anxiety or bipolar or a multiple of other um, conditions that can get very, very complex. And those of you who have been following for a while know that I also support a number of people with really complex neurodevelopmental disorders. And specifically, I see the impact of prenatal alcohol exposure in my practice on a daily basis, actually. And complicated mental health conditions are a family affair. This is not just for the person who is struggling with the condition themselves. Family members need to understand how they can be you know, supportive and how they can be helpful. And they try so, so hard. And sometimes it just is really helpful to have somebody else to bounce some ideas off of and to discuss some strategies that other families have found to be helpful. But again, the stigma is real. And everybody who becomes a parent has the best intentions and does whatever they know how to do in order to create the best environment and to support healthy um, development in their children. But when we're in the middle of a crisis, or when things are more difficult than what we expected, we, we are not seeing things clearly. And sometimes, you know, when we're not seeing things clearly, we don't know what we don't know. So I know that our mental health services are um, out of reach for some. The wait lists are really, really long. But I really encourage people to 
you know, check what's available in their communities and what's available in their work benefit package and and reach out for some of the you know day-to-day stressors and and circumstances i mean a separation for example a job loss uh, relationship difficulties things that are really really important to you but are continually being faced with barriers sometimes we develop patterns of coping that work in the short term and sometimes even work in the long term but Ultimately, there are many times and many examples where our coping strategies actually can perpetuate some of the problems that we're experiencing. So for example, I'll use an easy one. I mean, if we've been hurt and our heart's been broken, then obviously we've learned from that and we develop kind of walls and protection. And then, you know, we behave or continue to communicate in ways that are keeping us safe from further pain or heartbreak, but also are keeping us from experiencing that really close and intimate connection that we're actually looking for. So in our efforts to protect ourselves, sometimes we can perpetuate loneliness or, um, and develop, you know, communication and behavior styles that just keep people away from us. So without having somebody to talk to around our beliefs and our view of self and our view of the world, um, sometimes we can continue to go down a path that's not necessarily healthy or helpful. So our practice is very, very busy. So I'm not actually looking for business necessarily, although we do have some new clinicians joining our team. And I'm so proud of that and so happy to have found some really excellent providers that um, that share my passion for helping. And uh, so certainly check out my website and uh, send us a message if you are experiencing any kinds of um, any kind of you know distress or stress or family relationship difficulties Uh, if you're feeling a little bit stuck and just want a little bit more energy or feel some joy and passion in our lives again um, feel free to reach out we are also doing um, some support groups for young people between the ages of 16 and 24 who do have complicated mental health and maybe some learning difficulties. And we're coming together to provide some really neat um, activities that help bring home um, some of the elements of neurodivergence that need to be considered in our day-to-day. So, for example, if we're impulsive or if we are vulnerable or if our memory is a little bit inconsistent or sometimes we're feeling a little bit socially awkward or not getting along with people as much as we'd like to. We have a very small group of people that get together with a number of uh, social workers and child and youth workers that provide some really cool um, activities and safe space for people to get together to make new friends and to feel like they belong. We're also offering some social work training once again in September. So check out my website for more information on that. And uh, proud and happy to be a part of the London FASD conference that's coming up in October. And we're heading to Saskatoon for our uh, Canada's research, um, Canada's FASD research network is having a, a conference there. And we will be. Um, discussing our assessment team training that uh, is available 
online as well, and uh, that's just for uh, providers who are interested in contributing to the multidisciplinary team FASD assessment. So we'll be discussing that. And there's also an, um, a workshop that's going to focus on some of the research that we've done for acceptance commitment therapy for adults and caregivers who care for kids or youth or adults with complex neurodevelopmental disorders, including autism and FASD. So proud to be a part of both of those um, conferences. And we will be offering a another support group for caregivers. Um, and we will be focusing on acceptance commitment therapy and that modality throughout which is proving to be quite helpful. And I am also using elements of uh, ACT therapy with um, young people and, and adults with FASD as well. So we're, we're um, finding some positive outcomes and um, I'm pretty excited to share that. So thanks for tuning in and I hope that you will bring this uh, conversation back to your kitchen tables. With many thanks, Angela.